This podcast replay is brought to you by BocaJawSurgery.com. From dental implants, wisdom teeth, jaw surgery, and facial cosmetic procedures, trust your care to a board-certified oral and facial surgeon. Call Dr. Ronnie Katz today, 561-499-3331, BocaJawSurgery.com. Friday, good morning, boys and girls. I'm cleared up my throat there a little bit. Hope you all are doing well. Hope you're having a great weekend. I guess, right? Because this is kind of wrapping up the weekend. Now, for some of us, we're working here for you. We are here on Monday. Ah, uh, yes. It is President's Day. And of course, but uh, I figured we did. Well, we did a show yesterday. We did a little crypto show for you guys yesterday. And more to come now. I'm going to start doing more and more and more. Do a few a week now. Uh, I'm going to start doing that. So uh, look forward to that. You'll get it on social media, not on YouTube. It'll be on Twitter. And it's there. It's a 45-minute episode yesterday. So if you want to catch it, it's there. We'll, we'll have, a, have a couple of uh, notes today, but we'll uh, we'll continue doing our thing. But, if of course, if you have any crypto questions along the way throughout the show, you can go ahead and send them in, and we'll try to answer them. But uh, not a lot going on this weekend. Obviously, the whole All-Star weekend. I don't really give a shit about All-Star weekend. Dolphins add a coach, former player, uh, helping out on special teams. So we'll talk about Ronnie Bradford. Also uh, get into another uh, small topic, too, which uh, I always find entertaining. Uh, We'll do that. Panthers, great weekend as they absolutely and thoroughly thrash uh the lightning boy that was that was impressive dude that was uh that was impressive on saturday what they did to the lightning so we'll get into that uh all-star i listen i don't watch that stuff to be quite honest i took the time to watch the dunk contest and the three-point shooting that's about the only thing I usually watch. And the dunk contest is very questionable for me to watch. The only reason I watched it, it's because of Jaime. And that's it, because one of our guys. I never expected Jaime to win. And, you know, he, he put some nice dunks. But, you know, like when I look at what McClung is doing, there's he wasn't going to compete with, with McClung. And McClung ended up, he got jobs on that first dunk of his, by the way. He should have gotten close to a 50 on that one, too. But whatever. It is what it is. But uh, the G-Leaguer from, uh, what is it, the Osceola Magic or something, right? Is that the, the Magic's minor league team? It's in Osceola. Uh, so the young man ends up winning the the dunk contest. Our guy ends up in, like, fourth or something, right, or something like that. It didn't matter. It was – I thought it was um, basically mission accomplished is the way I look at it. Mission accomplished for Jaime. Mission accomplished for the NBA. I'm trying to get this cushion under my ankle. You know, I got that messed up foot. All right. So um, it was good for the NBA because they got one of the most popular rookies to take part. He's not a three-point, you know, expert. So you can't put him in a three-point contest. And really, the dunk wasn't really his thing, but you got the name in there. And I think that was a great move by the NBA. And then for for Jaime, 
you know, he deserves it, dude. Right. Obviously up and coming young little star there and then get him in one of these events and let him enjoy all-star weekend. It's a great experience for the young man. It's a blessing. Everything was accomplished. I was really happy for, for Jaime Jaquez and he gets to be around that atmosphere. And since he's already got that kind of swag, it's good for him to be around these kind of people because he's one of them. And so eventually, you know, he'll grow up to be our own all-star to be there, you know, often. So it's actually pretty cool. But outside of that, I don't care about the game. What was it? 211 to 186. You know, it just, to me, you know, I think I saw people complaining on social media about the effort and all that. And it's like, what do you expect, man? These people don't give a shit about the regular season. You're going to expect them to care about the all-star game? Like Jimmy Butler doesn't, doesn't care about the regular season. He could give a rat's ass about the regular season. So are you expecting these guys to actually give a shit about the all-star game when they don't even care about the regular season? Seriously? Is that what we're talking about? Even Alarmo can't believe that. So I, I found that kind of humorous for some people out there to be demanding better effort in the all-star game when, you know, we have a player here that, you know, has completely annihilated the regular season. The, the NBA is, you know, people always used to laugh and, and the joke was, oh, you're watching NBA, just watch the last two minutes. Well, just watch the last two weeks of the regular season and then watch the, the postseason because that's basically what the NBA has told the public. We don't care about the regular season. Check back with us at the end. And however it turns out, then there you go. Because last year, the eighth seed made it to the finals. So it shows that really the regular season means absolutely nothing. So let's not, let's not get into, oh, my God, they got to try for, the, for, for an all-star game. Are you kidding me, dude? They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit about the regular season as it is. So it's, uh, it's just a joke to kind of think that uh, they're going to make some kind of an effort in the, uh, in the regular season when it's all said and done. Ugh, can't get comfortable there. Anyway, so we got that going on. If you want to talk a little bit about that, that's fine. I, I doubt that's going to that's gonna drive anything, to be quite honest. David Faronis will join us at 1030. Uh, our Welt and Rayom Miami Dolphins report. No Ira today. Ira will be uh, tomorrow. All right. Tomorrow, uh, David Dwork will stop by at 1030. So we'll talk a little Panthers. We'll talk about the best team in South Florida by miles. It's not, it's not, it's, it's not even close how much better the Panthers are than everybody else in town. Uh, so we'll talk to David Dwork at 1030. Uh, Ira will stop by tomorrow at 11. So we'll end up with that. What else going on? Uh, let's see. Let's get into a, a little roll call. Steven Gonzalez is first in. Uh, Steve Chapman in the house. Joseph. Yeah, Panthers are best team in the league, man. They're right there. Uh, Chad, Brandon Flood. One-Eyed Jack. Uh, the knee's good after the shot. Thank you, One-Eyed Jack. But the foot is the foot is fine. It's just hard in this position to stay comfortable. 
because I've got to keep my I, I put my foot down and then you know I gotta it, it's like you gotta watch out with the weight you don't want too much weight on it you know because then it starts putting some some pressure on the foot uh Jay Gelfin in the house Alex Palenzuela Gus Gus 1388 Gus Kyle Cockrell Cosa Nostra Ryan AP Pat in Asheville Lisa Rose Sharon Calderon is Jeff in Long Island, that is. Popeye says Tua will dominate next season. Looking forward to it. Ray Sosa, Skyler Tipton, ready to attack this week like Jamie attacks the rim. Think Blue Dodgers. He's riding with Tua. NorCal is in. Oh, damn, it's a holiday. Damn, I'm already at work. Damn right. We all are. Uh, true Finn fan, I'm working as always from 4.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day. There you go, True Finn fan. Grind, baby, grind. Josh is in the house. Uh, what's a McClung? I don't know what it is, but uh, you can use it for your bathroom. J-Town, good morning, y'all. Thanks for saying Crypto Show is only on Twitter. Saw it there, but it was driving me crazy trying to find it on YouTube. Looking forward to the shows. Yes, we'll build it up there. And then uh, if uh, we build it up well, then we can move it to uh, to YouTube. But for now, we'll keep it on social media. Inter-Miami starts on Wednesday. They do. You know, uh, Frankie, it's interesting you brought that up because I made a note here on it. And they had a preseason where they completely did not connect with their fan base. It's interesting. Instead of a preseason here where you're constantly training, maybe open portions of training to the public and have fans come over for the first half hour of training, they can see it, and then you, you have them exit out. They can probably walk through the merch. You can make money. Uh, the media can cover it every day, talk to the players every day, have players on 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 platforms and stations all over even though they're not very good at that um play games against teams here fill up the stadium here half the preseason because the other half you'll be on the road but you'll be in other uh, um, american cities and it'll be an event and all that none of that dude you did all the overseas bullshit that I get it. You were chasing the money because you signed this guy and all these other guys, and you've got to try to make money. But you know, it, it, it's funny how you've got a preseason and you had the quietest preseason I have ever seen any professional team in South Florida ever have with the biggest name in the history of South Florida or second. I don't know, Pele coming to town a couple of times, but he didn't play here, so it doesn't count. So we'll go with 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 Messi as number one. And wow, dude, like you had a completely disconnected preseason. And now you're just going to reappear on Wednesday against Real Salt Lake. You know what I mean? It's kind of it's odd. It's odd. It's not it's not the normal way to start a season it's not a way that you really are connecting with your fan base. You know, think about this. Think about this, okay? They don't think about these things because they're just thinking about money 
and they don't really give a shit about the ultimate good of it. You know what I'm saying? Got to be honest here. I don't work for them anymore, so uh, I have nothing but love and respect for them, but I got to do my show, and I got to call it like I see it, okay? You charge an arm and a leg to see Messi all the time. Imagine if you would have opened half an hour of practice every day. Just free. Let the kids come over, watch Messi and the guys practice for half an hour, individual drills, bullshit stuff. But you left it free for your for your fans. Because a whole bunch of those people that would have gone over, they can't afford the tickets. Would have been your opportunity to give back some to your community. You know what I mean? But you don't think about those things. Because in the end, all you're thinking about, oh, wow, we're paying this guy a boatload of money. Let's find whoring ways we can go make more money on the way back. So let's go play six games all over Central, South America, and Europe, or whatever the hell, and charge an arm and leg so we can make money back. But yet, never connect with our, with our fans here. You know, it, it's just these are the things that just go by. And people don't really look at it. Inter doesn't look at it. Whatever. You know what I mean? Many franchises make mistakes. You know, this one in particular, um, while the owners are awesome and will spend money, the way they manage things, they miss a lot of shit. A lot of shit. And this is one of them. This is one of them. Because, you know, you're so focused on getting the money back and really not growing here in south florida like you should because remember you're not really growing nearly as much as you think okay half of the people that go see inter i'm gonna say half they're not inter fans they don't give a shit about inter they don't care if the team wins or loses they just go there to go see messi and then they walk away they don't care about the team if they bought the jersey it's not because they care about the team it's only because it says messy on it and so they had their chance to see messy but when messi's gone you'll never see them again they don't care about inter miami they don't care about your team they don't care about the mls and in the end this is kind of your doing because you're making it a complete mercenary hire where you're not really maximizing what you could do with that, you know, unfortunately. But it's all about the cash, baby. All about the cash. And you know what? That's the way you should carry yourself, too. Because that's all they ever care about. The cash. Uh, Hong Kong took that ish personally. Yeah, damn right. They got their money back. Panthers pass the Bruins to lead the division as the lonely sa lowly Sabres. As a lowly Sabres fan, I appreciate that. You got it, party's over, Bubba. We've been waiting for this for a while. They've been building it up. Our team has gotten better and better and better. Sam H. is in the house, and he says, we love Tua. Cosa Nostra says, Real Madrid. Gordon Shumway is in. Doing something good for the people, the fans, is underrated. Very much. Frankie, look at him with Ethereum. Yeah, baby, cross 2,900. Let's see if we could get to 3,000 today. Relentless says, I'm in Madrid. The Dolphins are on the way to play in 
Madrid Stadium. Are they? Is that uh I don't think so. I don't think they're playing in Madrid this year. I don't think they were chosen. So I may be wrong on that, but I don't I don't think there's any there's no travel for the Dolphins this year. Am, am I not right on this, Sean? They weren't picked for Madrid, right? Right? Yeah, so no, no, there's no travel this year. Why, why, and by the way, why do you want to do that to Sean and I? Why do you want to make us wake up at 5 a.m. to go do a pregame show? You know, I mean, have a heart, man. You know, be a, be a decent human being here. You know what I'm saying? Come on. By the way, uh, we love talking about Top Gun Indoor Range next uh, next month, okay? Uh, we're not going to do it this month because I've got the uh, foot deal. But by the end of March, uh, I'm out of the boot, and I'm ready to go. And so I'm ready for our shooting contest. And as Sean knows, I am an exceptional shot. You know, uh, I am just absolutely amazing. So um, look out. No, but seriously, customer service, second to none at Top Gun Indoor Range, family atmosphere. They've got the latest in indoor quality and targeting systems. They've been around for four years. They're the largest archery indoor range in Dade County. As for the gun range, has 18 lanes, 25 yards, longest distance indoor range in Dade County. They've got self-defense classes for the ladies. We will have a shooting contest at the end of March. So, uh, get ready for it. We'll give you the date. Uh, probably by the end of this week, we'll give you the date for the end of March, and we'll be promoting it for the next couple of weeks. So we'll have some fun. But appreciate all of you out there. Go check out Top Gun Indoor Range. Tell them that Big O sent you, 305-306-7333. Uh, let's see. Way to grow passion for the local team, Inter-Miami. Yay. Yeah. Big O, have you started looking at prospects for the NFL draft? A little bit, but not much. I'm I'm waiting for free agency, and then I'll start to make calls and start to focus in on what we want to do. But I'm not wasting my time, you know, looking at all the positions and everything yet until I kind of know what we're doing in free agency. So, you know, uh, but I will. I will. We will have – do we have so much time for draft talk? I am not in a hurry whatsoever. I, I listen, you know, guys, ladies and gentlemen out there, I um, I understand what goes on here and what develops every year. This is my thirty fourth year, so I'm not new to this. You know what I mean? Um, but I understand that dolphin centric shows. They're limited. That's what they are. That's all they can do. That's all they can talk about. That's the only reason people tune into them. Okay? So they have to come up with dolphin bullshit. And by the way, guess what my job is now every year? Yeah, no, no, that Jonathan Taylor stuff is not going to. No, 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 that Dobbin Cook stuff is not. No, they're not trading to a. Yeah. So that's all I spend my offseason now. Because dolphin-centric sites, all they can do is talk dolphins. So then they have to start inventing subjects. Like, should they, you know, like people, you have been sending me stuff. Oh, should they bring in competition? My boy Frankie said that crazy-ass shit. 
And so then you've got sites that either got to talk about it or write about it, which is completely stupid. Just like trading for Jonathan Taylor or giving Dalvin Cook some big contract that some media members thought they were going to do or trade for. So I get what I have to do now in the offseason. In the offseason, since Dolphin-centric sites, all they can do is create bullshit every day because it's all hypotheticals. You know what I mean? Oh, should we go make a move for Justin Fields and, and ship to us somewhere else? It's an article for some guy. For me, it's a waste of time and it's stupidity. So I understand that a lot of you follow other Dolphin-centric sites. Okay? We're not that. Okay? We give you plenty of Dolphin insight, way better than all of them, pretty much. We break way more stories than every, every single platform that's all Dolphins, pretty much. Okay? Way more. In fact, most of them don't break any stories. If we're being honest... Most of them break zero stories, okay? So we break way more stories than all of them. We give you more insight than most of them anyway, okay? But we're not going to cater to the desperate dolphin fan that wants me to just create a topic just to create a topic. I, I, I just can't do that. And plus, I don't have to do that. They have to do that. They're stuck chasing their tail for 365 days. You know what I mean? I don't need to break down all the running backs. Sorry. I don't know. Go need to do a video to talk about all their tackles and should they get another one just because I need to fill time. Can't do that, bro. So if there's actual news, we're going to tell you about it. And we'll talk about it. We'll go in depth on it. We'll break it down. All of that kind of stuff. But we're not here to create silly hypotheticals every day like other sites have to because they have no choice. I go can I can talk about the Heat. I can talk about the Panthers. I can talk about the Marlins, Inter-Miami, the Canes. They can't do that. So that's the difference. I'll go into crypto and I'll talk about life and I'll talk about music and entertainment. We're a, a whole shot, a whole talk show. So we talk about all kinds of things going on. You know what I mean? So yes, I love the dolphins. I'm a huge dolphins fan. I've covered the dolphins for now 34 years. We'll break tons of stories for you, but we're not going to sit here like last year. We'll just shoot it down for you and we'll tell you, yeah, no, that's stupid shit. You know, um, whoever it was that reported that two that they were they were looking at another uh, quarterback and this and that. And I told you, no, that's not true. And all that kind of stuff or the Dalvin Cook stuff or whatever. So that'll be my job. OK, to tell you that that's just people that they have to do this. They have no choice. And God bless them, bro. You run an all dolphin centric site or in all Marlins or heat or what you've put, you've put it, you've put yourself in a corner and now that's all you can talk about all year long. This is the big O radio show. Doesn't say that it's all fins or all heat 
or all Marlins or all Inter or all music or all entertainment or all crypto or all whatever. It's all everything. Okay. So I love the hell out of you guys. I love the Dolphins more than anybody in the media. Okay. So I'm the guy that actually gives a shit about the Dolphins, wants them to win. But I'm going to call it like I see it if they're not doing something right. But I'm not here to create bullshit and to create crap stories that are not true. I'm not here to get excited about Albert Wilson or or uh, or uh, Robbie Chosen. Like we've had media members the last four years go crazy for a receiver that isn't going to make an impact. I don't need to write that story. I don't need the extra clicks for it. I'll just tell you the honest stuff. Those guys can't cut it. They're barely good enough to even be on the roster. But I'll let everybody else talk it up because, you know, it's what they have to do. So they have to break down all the minutia and they have to talk it up, whatever it is. I don't. I don't. I don't care. I'm not here to try to make you mad or make you happy. I'm not here to try to create some kind of controversy that isn't there. I'm here to talk about what's actually really happening with all with all the teams, not just the Dolphins, but the Hurricanes and the Marlins and the Panthers and the Heat and Inter-Miami and anything in the NFL and Major League Baseball and NBA and you name it. That's what we're here to do. Okay? So I love the hell out of all of you out there, but we just don't play that game. I, I don't need to. I don't answer to anybody. You know what I mean? So if a video gets 1,000 views or 10,000 views or 30,000 views, well, God bless. Great. If it doesn't, it is what it is. I move on. I don't worry about this kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So just want to make sure you all understand where we're coming from, especially for you newbies out there. We'll just keep you level-headed is kind of what we'll do here because that's what we do. Uh, let's see. Chicago White Sox have canceled Fan Fest two to three years in a row now because they are scared of accountability. That happens. Uh, UFC thinking of having fights in Santiago. All right. Sam H says Libras are often very eye hand coordinated. Not surprised. O is a crack shot. I'm actually bad. <laughs> uh, cap for life. Yes, Panthers are legit. They are as legit as they've ever been, my brother. They have what we call a a potential Stanley Cup team, dude. Big time. True Finn fan says, I'll be a thousand percent honest. I don't care about anything that has to do with soccer. However, I will root for anything Miami and their success. There you go. Nothing wrong with that, man. That's a good one. I like that. I like that attitude. Finn fans 47 is in the house. Cap for life is in the house. Uh, o isn't a dead eye. He's a dead eye. Oh, yeah, kind of. Agents and beat writers are in bed. Sometimes. Sometimes. Some writers won't say things about certain players so they don't piss off the agent. 
I, on the other hand, you know, I will tell the agent about his player. <laughs> Which is not really what you should do. <laughs> then the agent kind of gets mad at you. But I'd rather not be a phony. I'd rather say, yeah, I don't believe in your guy. I remember uh, uh, Harold, um, oh, God, now I'm forgetting his last name. But he was the the agent for, oh, God, what's the name of that tight end, Sean, that we had here about, I don't know, maybe eight years ago. And then he signed with Buffalo. And um, he had some speed. Um, his problem for me was he played small. He he could not go up in the air, and uh, he signed a free agent contract in Buffalo. Come on, man! Somebody help me out with the guy. So it's like Charles Clay. Thank you, dude. Fucking a, man. Way to go, Juan. Way to go, Brian. Um, good job, guys. Good job. So so I'm 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 talking with uh, Charles Clay's agent. It's like two in the morning. We're in an apartment in the combine, some apartment in like the 15th floor or something. And there's several agents, several assistant coaches, a couple head coaches, actually. I'm not going to say who were there. One of them was completely wasted. Um, and we were there till like four in the morning talking whatever, business, sports, whatever. Okay. And uh, and so I go to Harold and uh and he goes, so what do you think about my guy? And I go, well, he plays small. That's my problem with him. You know, he, Charles got speed. Oh, no, he could play big. I go, no, no, he can't. No, he can't, Harold. He doesn't play up in the air, bro. He never plays up in the air. Go watch the highlights, man. He's all right. He's not a bad player. But, you know, uh, I kind of like my tight end to be able to high point balls and to play, you know, a fade in the end zone and all those kind of things. And that wasn't really Charles's game. You know what I mean? And by the end of the conversation, he, he was pissed at me. <laughs> oh, man. But that's him, man. I don't care who you are, if you're a family member of mine, a friend, uh, a sponsor, whatever. I'm going to be brutally honest with you, dude. You know? And if I disagree with you, it is what it is. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? If I think you're saying something stupid, I'll tell you. And I don't care who you are, too. Top of all of that. You know what I mean? It's kind of the way I am, you know? But, uh, yeah, it's it's just one of those that I, I'm just not going to play that game. So, anyway, it is time to talk a little Dolphins football. Let's check in with the one and only David Ferronis on our Welt and Realm. My Amid Dolphins report. All rise, football fans. As the Welton Rayon Miami Dolphins report with David Veronis is in session. Welton Rayom has more than 62 years of litigation experience handling insurance disputes. They are committed to resolving even the toughest insurance claims quickly. Call them for a free consultation. 954-966-4646. Here's Miami Dolphins insider, David Veronis. David Crypto Veronis. 
I, I just jumped in. I was still hearing the intro on my end, and then I, I was able to uh, just hear <laughs> the new nickname you gave me. But apparently I need to get on Crypto.com uh, in, instead of Robinhood so I get access to yeah. a lot of these uh, these really good ones that, that, that you're finding and, and you're naming. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you can't do anything on Robinhood, bro. No, 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 no. Yeah, you need a, you need to get a real account. And I think uh, I think Polly hit a dollar, by the way. So H bar hit ten cents. Yeah, yeah. I, I told you, bro. I'm just you know, you know. I've been on H bar since it was at four cents. So right now at ten, dude, I'm like killing it in a half right now, and it's just like starting, like just starting. Like I expect H bar to be at maybe forty, fifty cents when it's all said and done. So I still expect it a four or five time from where it's at right now. That's just me. I'm not a financial advisor, of course. <laughs> always, got, always got to preface it with that, of course. Always, because, you know, I just, uh, you know, I just, uh, I can't tell you anything about Jasmine since it's up 20% today. You know, I, I, I can't do these things, you know, so I just, uh, you know, I just got to move on. You know, this was at 0.33. Now it's at 0.80 of a cent so you know i can only guide you to you know you can only lead a horse to water it's up to the horse to start drinking after that you know it, it, it's up to you all right so is ronnie bradford the answer for our special teams coach <laughs> okay I, I was pretty certain i'd come on the program and then i'd hear uh danny crossman's name here but but you want me to say it so um yeah well so uh, change it uh for with an assistant special teams coach so not i know a lot of dolphins fans want to see uh the the change at the special teams coordinator position danny crossman but uh it seems like it's another offseason where uh that is uh where he's being retained uh as we just go through uh just time where uh, nothing changes uh with that position so i got i got to get into that building and find out what i have have you been able to find out or explain what was the decision like th what is it that they don't see wrong with danny crossman that we see wrong all the time because that that, that to me is like that's one of the mysteries of, of the world right now i mean when we talk about earth and things that you need to like answer and wonder about one of them is how is danny crossman still with the miami dolphins i mean that is one of earth's mysteries right now yeah we haven't had access to mike mcdaniel since uh really uh the end of season press conference so he did just introduce anthony weaver and then he you know he it was like a quick thing he said his own thing and then uh bolted away so he wasn't fielding questions uh he will speak at the combine so that's something for next week uh, that potentially we can get that question in uh, and there will be a lot of questions to ask or if not then we're finding a time during otas or something to get the question in but um as one thing i might point to or is something danny crossman pointed to maybe going into that last uh week of the season going into the playoffs is that after they had those two back-to-back -back, uh, returns where there was the kick return uh, against baltimore in the penultimate uh, regular season game and then the the a punt return for a touchdown that turned the Buffalo game uh, upside down was that uh, they were really high in uh, both of those uh, well, coverage areas as far as average return or one of one of the the I believe yeah it was average return in each kick return and punt return coverage before those and then 
large returns obviously send you uh, in the other direction. So uh, it came up at the worst time for uh, Crossman's unit uh, at that point. And then in other areas, Braxton Berrios, solid in the return game, uh, was very reliable with his hands back there. And then uh, Jason Sanders did make uh, strides uh, this season after a couple of, uh, of uh, uneven years before that. So uh, so those are a couple of other things maybe they're, they're pointing to. I remember Ronnie Bradford as a uh, draft pick and obviously didn't last very long uh, here and was Montana's defensive coordinator uh, last year and has been uh, in college for, for a while now. Um, I wonder, there's got to be some, besides the Dolphin connection, but there's got to be some connection to some of these coaches, right? I mean, I would imagine there's something there, right? Well, I was looking at it down at his uh, resume and then it happened to be... He happened to be uh, the Denver Broncos uh, special teams coordinator when uh, Mike McDaniel was interning there uh, as he was uh, finishing up college, gets into coaching, and his first unpaid internship job under Mike Shanahan with the 05 Denver Broncos as Mike McDaniel is an intern. uh, Ronnie Bradford was a special teams coordinator there. So that's one connection. I was actually going to ask you what happened uh, with – with him with the Dolphins, I wasn't uh, really paying attention. Ninety-three, I see he was a fourth yeah. the Dolphins, and then he was with the Broncos by the time the, the season started. So it just didn't make it uh, during during training camp. Or... We weren't very good drafting in those days. Oh, yeah. that's good. just, just kind those of days. just those days. Yeah, that's just kind of. Uh, I think we're pretty good drafting now. Oh, dude. yeah, there's, yeah. There's been some uh, last couple of uh, of drafts. It's kind of just they've punted on it based on giving away a first round pick, and then. Two years ago, didn't have any first or second. So, first selection yeah, was you know, for Jalen Ramsey. I mean, yeah, you know, not like you're, you know, it's one a couple years ago. One of them was for Ramsey. One of them was for Tyreek, right? Tyreek Hill, yeah. So instead of well, yeah, Ra- yeah, Ramsey uh, actually sent a third round pick. So the draft for that because you kind of felt you were closer. So now get some veterans to help you put you over the top. And I kind of understand that it's just unfortunately the, the injuries have never worked out the last two years for this damn team. It's just absolutely decimated them. But I, I don't pick on them for that. They can draft nowadays. Dude, they can find people undrafted nowadays. Yeah, I found some undrafted gems. The 21 draft was uh, was very good for this team. Obviously, 2020 is better than Ronnie Bradford. What's up? Cater Kohu is better than Ronnie Bradford. Is better than Ronnie Bradford was in in '93. Yeah, so I got you. He struggled a lot this this second season, so he's going to have to turn it back around. Yeah, I, um, I think I think it was more about scheme and everything else. Yeah, I I, I have a feeling with this Weaver guy that he's going to look at players and say, "Okay, this is what I have to do with you. This is what I have to do with you. Okay, now let me design my scheme to make sure it complements what I have instead of." I have my scheme. Let me try to fit the the pieces in my scheme. That's not the way coaching goes. Coaching. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Go I was gonna say for a guy like Kater Kohu, that's a challenge when you make it as an undrafted guy playing one system, which was a complete 180 from the one you go to. Then that's a big uh, switch to go into year two and have to completely change schemes like that. Right. Exactly. And and because he's young. You also have to give him some time, and he has to grow. He, he, this was only his second year, so again, we got to kind of slow down here. And 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 plus, he's undrafted from Division right. Two. I mean, give me a freaking break! 
But um, yeah, no, I, I I saw the hire, and I uh, and again I just thought of you know special teams wise. Now let let me let me let, let's have some fun here now, because one of the things that I uh, talked about last week when it comes to Weaver, there's a couple of positives that could come out of this. One, does he does he carry himself like a head coach or not? Um, as far as his personality wise, yeah, I, I totally see it. I see him as, as a candidate, uh, for it, uh, a leader of men that he could lead a whole unit. Um, and then I think with, with the Dolphins specifically, I believe Mike McDaniel is a guy that would give, uh, the keys to the defense to his defensive coordinator. So, uh, similar to what he, you know, he let Vic Fangio lead that side of the ball, uh, this past season. So, I could totally see Anthony Weaver just getting that shot where, okay, you have this side of the ball with this team, and then now this is almost like you're, you're also interviewing for next year's head coaching job at, with through your performance with how you lead that uh, side of the ball and then just how that transcends into how you can just lead an overall locker room. And worst-case scenario, if McDaniel is off the rails and not the answer, you might turn to him. Okay, so that's something there that you might have a young head coach that you're developing there for the future here or somewhere else. Another thing I was was here. People say sometimes like um, Brian Flores before Mike McDaniel, uh, whether he was uh, too worried about hiring uh, the guy that would replace him if he hired too good of an assistant coach. Right. So I like the, the the show of confidence from Mike McDaniel that sure. I mean I'm bringing yeah the guys that we need. This is about uh, bringing the right guys in to to have the the uh, the optimal uh, coaching staff to lead this group, and that he felt he was the right guy for the defense and a guy that is on his way, uh, similar to Mike McDaniel, how he was after one year as an offensive coordinator. Uh, and the Dolphins were the only team to give him that shot, actually, in in the next uh, hiring cycle. But that's on, but potentially on his way to that head coaching rank. Yeah, no, there's no. And listen, he brought in Daryl Bevel, who has way more experience than him. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah. so he doesn't have an ego in that sense. But the way I look at Weaver, okay, if worse something comes off the rails or whatever, maybe that that might be one of your options there. Two, this one's kind of the weakest point out of all of them. Um, because you do weaken Baltimore, but really for how long? I mean, John Harbaugh has replaced so many coaches and it continues to roll. But for the time being, you did weaken them for a moment because now you do have to replace a good young coach. Um, and, and then obviously he understands what he has to do with the players. He said it already with, with, with the cornerback. He understood, oh, no, I got I got to move this guy around. This guy's the ultimate chess piece. And then here's the other thing. I want Patrick Queen in a Dolphin uniform. (laughs) This is a good way to get Patrick Queen next to David Long, you know, because I don't think Jerome Baker is back. You know, I don't think X is back. I don't think, uh, um, what's it called, Wilkins is back. So you're going to free up a lot of money. You're going to have to sign some guys. You can work those contracts and move some of that money. I think Patrick Queen is a guy that, Anthony Weaver can help me bring in. So what do you think about all those things? And all right, so uh, we we touched on Patrick Queen quickly last time, but have you uh, checked the the contract? I haven't even looked at uh, where he is. Oh, well, he's a uh, he's available this offseason. 
Yeah, he's a free agent this offseason. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that would be uh, an intriguing uh, uh, option. Sign somebody. That the Dolphins can't do that. They can't go trade and sign somebody. That's not it. It's free agent. And Pat, Pat is a free agent, bro. So he right. would be perfect in the middle with David Long, bro. Perfect. Hey, you might be formulating that Dolphins defense where from your Christian Wilkins prediction to then uh, to then if it's Patrick Queen go, going in to be that guy with David Long or yeah, with David Long, then uh, you might just uh, be nailing it down. Uh, I think you've got like all the that cap figure it out to because it, it would it would pretty much slide right in if you can if you go ahead and free up without the Christian Wilkins contract on on board next year uh which they have they'll have a, that uh that franchise tag uh, decision to make now coming up uh then yeah that I mean that seems to be a fit and then obviously uh Weaver was with him in Baltimore so uh you know not coaching his uh position specifically but they're in the same building and as far as uh, as far as Weaver, also to to the point now, people might bring up that well, uh, uh, John Harbaugh in Baltimore, he was uh, looking at at, at uh, Orr to be that next defensive coordinator. Uh, but it seemed like that he he really it, it was a situation where he had two great defensive coordinator candidates, and then one was the immediate urgent need that was about to potentially go to a, uh, another spot. Um, with uh, with Mike McDonald going to Seattle, if he was going to end up just snagging him uh, over that way, so it seemed like that's how it just broke down timing wise, and really they were just probably on even footing uh, at the end of the day as far as uh, candidates to go to that next step. So uh, just and, a short yeah, of, that. The of Harbaugh staff, it's very minimal because he does an exceptional job of finding the next guys and the next guys, and that which is that's the job of a head coach. It's not just building one staff. It's continually rebuilding your staff. That's, that's, that's what makes you a great head coach. If you can't do that, not just once, but over and over again, you will not be a good head coach for a long time. It's just going to be really, really hard in order for you to survive. You've got to pick some really good assistant coaches. And John Harbaugh does an awesome job of that, dude, every time. Yeah. yeah. And Impressive. this offseason has been a, a revamping of the defensive side uh, of the staff. So, um, yeah, well, that was one question I did want to get it, it, into Weaver that uh, shortly after the press conference was how much was it um, you know, collaboration between him and Mike McDaniel or if it was just him uh, making these decisions uh, at, sort of with the keys of the defense that uh, he needed some of – uh, some new blood, some new guys on that defensive side of the staff to be his assistants for uh, the system. Because a lot of those assistants, they've now coached in, in all the, the different systems, whether it's Boyer and Flores uh, before Fangio, then Fangio, and then now um, like Austin Clark is still around, then he's going to be going through all, all of these different uh, staffs. So uh, Campanelli uh, would have been in, in line for that, but, you know, had to, to go ahead and, uh, and move on to Green Bay, um, especially after two off seasons where he didn't get the defensive coordinator uh, promotion once he was uh, interviewing for it. So, you know, understandable there. But then also Ronaldo Hill, Sam Madison uh, getting replaced uh, at their positions. All right. So uh, what are you working on the uh, Sun Sentinel, my man? It is. Uh, yeah. And it's the yeah. off season. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, you know, this week will be, uh, I'm assuming, just a finalization of this coaching staff because I think the Dolphins would want to get all that uh, 
done by the combine so that they have their guys that are checking in on prospects uh, at different positions. Uh, so I think we'll be wrapping up on that. And then uh, they're just getting ready for the combine uh, next week, getting out there. And, uh, and uh, that's always a, an interesting time where uh, you get the networking that, that goes on over there. Are you going to be out there in Indy? Uh, also- uh, not yet. I'm not, I'm deciding. Okay. I may go, I may not go. I don't know yet, bro. Um, okay. Yeah. The nights aren't, um, as active as, uh, they used to be. Okay. Um, I only know what they are now, so I, I can't compare. Yeah. Uh, and if, do you think you see a ton of NFL people out there? Not agents. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you see them all around. Now, then also you end up just seeing other sports writers that are doing the same thing as you uh, uh, out and about. But uh, And then you, uh, from my perspective, sometimes I just end up talking to them because those are like friends of mine that I've met from other markets. And then right. you run into them at the Combine. So there, there ends up being some of that too. But then, uh, yeah, you know, uh, good networking overall as far as the, yeah, the, the agents are around and then just yeah uh, the agents are around for sure but the per, the pro people the 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 assistant they may coach, tend to stay out or stay away from uh from yeah. it a little bit although i mean yeah no i mean but there's some high-ranking people that i that i i've seen out uh, uh sometimes yeah, too yeah yeah but but mm-hmm. it, it, when i went last year i i noticed that it was the person, you know, and I talked to him, I call him and I'm like, yo, man, you're coming out now. Nah, I don't want to be out there. I don't want to be, I don't want people taking pictures of me and alcohol and all that. So, mm. um, it's, uh, they're a little worried about, they kind of, they're, a lot of them are staying in and then they're just sleeping after they're, they're done with their interviews at it. Cause usually they, they end at 11 at night. That's usually when, when the wolves come out at night, the personnel people come out after 11. That's usually right. the time that they come out. And man, last year, they, uh, I was disappointed with the lack of activity at times. So mm-hmm. that's why I like, you know, if I could just get the information by phone, then I'll just do it that way. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Although I will say this I, uh, I, I've got to get to uh, pick up a few more new names because some of my guys have gotten old. Some of my guys are retiring and some of my guys are leaving the business. So. Mm-hmm. That is one thing that's actually changed for me over the years because uh, it's a 30-year cycle, dude. And so, mm. been, you know, some of them have been stepping out. So, yeah. yeah it's, uh, shuffling, huh? that, yeah that. Actually, for me, uh, I think the East-West and the Senior Bowl are better usually for trying okay. to track kind of people down, you know, because. The, yeah, the, yeah. You know. Yeah, last uh, couple of years up, uh, Perk has got to wonder about the east west in vegas because that's so spread out that's right, so hard to track people down in in, in mobile it's easy because there's only a couple there, bars there's, yeah yeah there's two spots right <laughs> you know you're not getting away from me dude uh, you know? <laughs> so you know if you're out i'm gonna see you if you're not then you're you know you're not but but it's just it's just weird dude i used to be able to sit with six seven assistant coaches and personnel directors and smoke cigars for hours i i i don't do that anymore that's that they don't do that anymore they don't hang out like that anymore smoking yeah. and drinking probably, and probably I, a setup too let me tell you something. they get their own table or something instead of being I'll out you, with everyone i'll tell you what we did one night i didn't do it but i was part of it okay i was with some assistant coaches okay this is 
may God strike me with a lightning bolt right now. Okay. We went and got a, a, a bar that was right there on Daphne. I think it was called the leaf. Okay. And it was about a couple assistant coaches, a couple of scouts, no media. I was the only media member there. Okay. They brought in four girls. The place was not for smoking, but we made it a, a smoke show. And then the girls were just giving dances all around. This was no more than seven, eight years ago. Okay. Now they did this. The only, the only people that were there, the people that knew each other, we locked the doors. Boom. These guys were drinking. They were getting their dances, talking bullshit. Nobody ever could see it. You know what I mean? But that was in Mobile. And that is two blocks away from, from, the, from the main hotel we were at. Okay? So we were right there, right around the corner. But again, it was just a, a private thing. You know what I mean? But nowadays, these guys will go out less and less and less because they don't want to get caught with a drink in their hand, with a, with a cigar or anything like that. Man, I used to go to Sammy's in Mobile. Now, that's been closed for a few years. But I could go to Sammy's back in the day. And now I'm talking now I'm talking 15, 20, 25 years ago. And I could talk to an assistant coach, a personnel director, a college director of scouting. And we're in the middle of a strip club. Okay. And they're getting dances and they're going back in the champagne room with one or two girls. I could tell you about head coaches that were doing that and all that. Not that I would ever say it publicly. I, I cannot. Uh, no names. Would, yeah, we don't have to say names. No, no, I would never say any names. But my point is, that's how much it's changed. That's how much it's changed. That these guys just don't even go out nearly as much. That's why I ask you, when you were out, did you see a lot of, you know, personnel directors and scouts and, and people like that? And it's really hard to find, dude. Because I used to go to the Olive, and I could hang out there, and there'd be... 10, 15 different personnel people smoking cigars. Now they won't even go out to just smoke cigars. It's the yeah. weird. I used to I used to smoke a cigar with Tom Condon every year. Every year, Tom Condon and I would sit there at the Olive and bullshit for three hours and smoke a cigar. I would do it. By the way, I, I used to do it uh, at the Olive, no, no dirty places, with Ron Rivera all the time. Hmm. And then he became a head coach, and then now uh, and then Ron. Now I may be able to bother Ron now that he's not a head coach. Oh. He became a head coach. He didn't hang out anymore. When he was an assistant, he and I used to hang out all the time at the combine and sit there and talk for a couple of hours. You know, that, that's the kind of shit that I miss, dude, that I'm, I'm just not able to do nearly as much because they're not willing to do it in public. Yeah. No, I get it. And uh, it's a byproduct of the smartphone era, of the social media era. And, uh, yeah, you know, us media members that sort of, you know, know what's going on and know how to respect people's time and, and, and that, that they're making when they're making a public appearance or anything, uh, we're not going to be out there doing that like us reporters, but, um, you never know what fans are just going to be out there, recognize a face and go just, you know, snapping pics of someone. So I get it. I think a lot of them probably do want to stay in and then they got an early morning, maybe the next day with interviews 
And because uh, I mean, those are some long days of the combining for, for myself as a writer. I mean, you get up early for uh, prospect uh, media interviews that they do uh, that start at 8 a.m. Uh, and then uh, you're trying to be out uh, to, to meet people and see um, the team personnel when they're getting out from scouting guys after running drills. Uh, you know, deep into the you know in the early morning, basically. So those end up being some really long days for for anyone. So I get it when people are just trying to just get their sleep, because uh, they got a big work day the next day anyway, or just trying to avoid the crowds, avoid all the hassle of anything that uh, could come up, any negative implications from uh, just being out, or just if they are out, maybe they're getting their own private uh, area, uh, just somewhere, uh, get their own table. So they're at their own table instead of just out with, uh, with the crowd. So uh, a bunch of different factors. So I have really, I don't really have the past to compare it to. I just have last couple that what, so now I'm going on my third combine. So that's really just, I've only seen, you know, right. what it is now. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I can't compare it to, Oh man, the old days were, we're a lot better if, uh, from that perspective. Oh, the old days were a hell of a lot better, yes. <laughs> I still see yeah. the Dallas Cowboys bust. I know that's legendary from yeah, everything I've right. heard. Yeah, yeah. Every time, it's always there. Yeah. I uh, I have a legendary Dallas Cowboys story I'll tell you one day. Okay. <laughs> that, that is not for, for the air? <laughs> no. 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 Not at all. Yeah. One day I'll tell you that uh, that story when we're alone somewhere. All right. I hope maybe it's an indie. Maybe it's an indie in a couple of weeks. Maybe, maybe. But uh, that one will trip you out if I tell you that story. That's okay. for sure. But anyway, yeah, the the stuff that happens on the road, woo, doggy man, and the stuff that used to happen on the road <laughs> is, is the stuff of uh, of legends uh, back in the day. So yeah, that was uh, that was fun. But again, it was great because for information purposes. God, it was it was the golden era, <laughs> you know. At least for me, it was the golden era, in that sense. Now, phones and everything else and social media just ruined so much, and and guys have to kind of change their ways, which is uh, which is a shame, unfortunately. All right, follow him on Twitter at David Feronis underscore, and catch his work there at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. David, as always, thank you, my brother. Yes, Enjoy sir. your week, my friend. Appreciate you. Got it. There you go. David Faronis getting it done. Welton Raum. Jeff Welt knows how to get it done. Daniel Raum knows how to rock it out, baby. 954-966-4646. And let me tell you, we're dealing with a personal injury, bankruptcy, commercial litigation, homeowner property damage, business owner claims, condo damage, criminal defense. Please call Welt and Raum. And by the way, the consultation is completely free. They've got an office in Hollywood, but it doesn't matter where you live. You can call. It's a consultation that's free. You can do a lot of it by phone. Even one of our listeners in Orlando hired Welton Realm. 954-966-4646. They brought Progressive to their knees for us, and it was amazing. So that's why I'm telling you, you call Jeff Welt. He knows how to get it done. 954-966-4646.